0: This is episode 39 with Joe Fourier. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Joe Fourier, aka Big Joe, and talk about everything from his epic NFL touchdown celebrations to transitioning to life post-football. Check out what he found helped him make a complete 180 in his life when things weren't looking too great. Something I think we could all use a little more of these days.
1: The Lions up three, looking for more. Stafford throws. Watch Fourier. Got him. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. The rookie from UCLA comes up big. How big? How about six foot seven inches tall? Corey, hello?
0: Hey, Joe. How's it going, man?
1: good man how are you good
0: uh pumped to finally connect with you here dude <laughs> yeah let's do it um uh, how's everything been on your end man
1: oh it's good man i'm just uh getting getting uh by during this quarantine uh like luckily i have a uh, roof to do space to do work and stuff like that and work out and get the sun so it's not totally horrible so let's uh let's let's do it up ask me all the questions
0: yeah man <laughs> um so I always like to start to just get a, a picture of how did you get started in football? Was it that first sport that you always did, or did you do kind of a multitude of sports and then settle on football later on in life?
1: Um, I started with a lot of sports when I was growing up, but um, I, uh, it was football was my first love. I definitely I am. Um, grew up watching all my uncles play my uncle played in the NFL um so there was like a legacy before me playing the sport of football and that was my ticket for college and stuff but um when, I, when, it, when it came to high school I actually had the choice between football basketball and volleyball because I ended up excelling in all those in high school and had the option to go to any play any sport in college so that was cool
0: how'd you end up ultimately making that decision to uh stick with football <laughs>
1: My, ultimately, uh, the decision was made because it was just the love, and it was just indoctrinated. It was just something that I just knew so young and just always was the thing that I was gunning for. Um, and even then, like I feel like I was, I was better at football at a, younger day, at a younger age, and then basketball and volleyball came later, because I was always kind of awkward, but for some reason, I could always catch the hell out of the football. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess the other things required some more coordination, but when it came to hand eye, I caught everything. So when it came to that, I just just everything from that deep seated in my mind. But for more more often than not, it was just the my first love. My first first love was football.
0: Nice man. That's cool to see you kind of chase that passion. What was that journey like through? I mean, brief stint at Notre Dame, then. UCLA and then eventually the league can you describe just in a brief summary what that four or five year period was like for you
1: oh man it was uh it was testing it was trying but it was something that ultimately um created a lot of self-awareness and was something that helped me grow up quickly I went to Notre Dame I got suspended for slapping a priest on the butt, and then I transferred to UCLA, battled injury after injury, coaching change, coaching change, um, finally, you know, made a name for myself and saw, saw the production that I knew I was capable of, and um, that period of that, that college to the NFL period, it was, it was difficult, but, you know, that's the time where you're a young adult, where you can make mistakes, and you're not really... Uh, responsible for all of them but my, my case was I took that too far and I was responsible for all the stuff that I did so I had to learn quickly that there was <laughs> there was consequences for your actions no matter how, no matter your age no matter where you are in life and uh, I got that perspective with a roundhouse kiss, kick to the face by transferring colleges but it ended up being a blessing in disguise I came home to sunny LA um, I visited my family frequently so I didn't have to do a lot of laundry and uh, it was just a blessing in disguise but you know, those things, those choices you make, they rattle, they ripple throughout your life. And my life would have been significantly different had I stayed at Notre Dame. But, you know, and now I see my life taking a, taking a great turn for the acting and creative and Hollywood life that I want, you know, the TV and film that I want to get into is T- tremendous help from the UCLA backing and alumni and connections that uh, probably wouldn't be the same had it been, at, uh, had, had I stayed at Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I've been, I've been familiar now, I guess with your career for just the past two years. Um, but in doing research, it's kind of, it's really interesting to see your progression, uh, especially in the last two years uh, to where you are now. And it's, I think it starts with taking that responsibility of and owning, you know, sometimes things don't go your way, you make mistakes, but moving on from it and making the most of now is all you can really do. Is that fair to say that you've learned?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Being being present, being mindful, um, taking accountability for your actions and just at the end of the day, being honest with yourself, not just being honest with others. That's always the best policy, but being honest with yourself sometimes is really difficult because we have this this facade that a lot of us try to uphold we try we see things that we see in our phone that we want to keep up with um we our idea of what people think of us drives us sometimes but if we're just honest with ourselves and are self-aware and, and uh really look within ourselves it's it's something to to behold because once you have that kind of grasp everything else falls into place you understand that yes you have your perspective but it it's not the same, that one that you had when you were 15, 5, 25. You know, you're always changing your ideas, your belief systems. And if you're not, you're remaining stagnant and you're not changing. And you're, not, um, you're not growing. Uh, John Wooden said it the best. If you're not getting better, you're not get, you're getting worse. So if you're not growing within yourself, people can notice that. So kind of getting long-winded, but that's kind of my, my journey. and I think mindfulness and being present are super important
0: when did you experience that shift kind of in life? Because I don't think that was always the case, probably fair to say, um, even in your years in the league. Um, but now I feel like it's a lot more mature, you know, view set or mindset to have. What kind of caused that shift for you?
1: Um, You know what? Life. <laughs> um, I, uh, my football career was over. I, didn't necessarily accept it, nor did I uh, understand it, nor did I really. I didn't. I didn't answer the answer it well. And everyone's journey with you know the sport you love for your entire life, you know, is finally over. Whether it be grade school, high school, college, or the NFL, or retire, or Hall of Fame, no matter what, there's going to be pain with it. And I didn't necessarily address the pain. I masked the pain with um, with drugs, alcohol um, you know, uh, video games, like all of these things that, that took your mind off the actual problem at hand. Um, I leaned on a person, um, instead of addressing my own issues, I would, would, uh, create this, this, this angst around me and I would hold this, this failure mindset and this lack of drive within me. And people were not, Attracted to me like they used to be in the past because they used to be this jovial, excited, confident kind of guy. And when you wear that failure and you and you let it sit in your mind, and just fester, you you create this energy, this vibration that people don't like to mess with. So I had to deal with that. There was times where I didn't leave my room for a week. Um, depression and anxiety were a real thing. But you know, I came out of that when I started. You know, I had to find my purpose. What my new purpose was. I had to get out of a system where where I was leaning on someone, so I left. I broke up with my lady friend. I left. I was living in New York in Brooklyn, and um, I came back home. I tried football one more time with the AAF Football League, and that was just because I had nothing better to do, and (laughs) I I hadn't touched a football in 20 months, and my old college coach from UCLA, Rick Neuheisel, asked me for the 10th time if I wanted to play, and I was like, you know what? I just moved back to L.A. Why not? Um, but after that, my ankle didn't hold up. It didn't work out. And then I leaned on improv. I got into acting. I started making sure my my mind, my mindfulness and, and meditation was a, was an important aspect of my day-to-day routine. Ever since then, my life has changed insurmountably. Just, it's 180. It's different. And it's happiest and most contented I've ever. Been.
0: Yeah, it's like I said, it's cool to see the change that you've undertaken here, do you think that initial reaction post-football was a result of how football ended for you via the injuries and kind of it just being ripped away um, instead of kind of on your terms?
1: Sure, sure. But like I, I had mentioned earlier, I mean, obviously I planned for, we always plan for a long Luxurious, uh, you know, plentiful career, abundant career mm-hmm. with a lot of stats and a lot of championships. But you know, of your of that point zero one percent that make it, you know, only point zero one of that point zero one percent get to end on their own terms and get to make a Super Bowl and you know, get, go 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 through a career without any serious injury, you know, because you know the hundred percent injury rate in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But it's it's. One of those things like I, I used to think if I if things would have gone differently had I would I have um, handled it differently. But the thing is, like I said earlier, it's everyone's journey to the NFL is different. Anyone everyone's journey out of the NFL is different. I know guys that that uh, that retire early on their own because they don't want to deal with the, the head the lack of information we know on our head traumas that go with um with our dangerous sport i know guys that stopped because of family issues or guys that you know had a had a bad literally guys that had someone cry um sexual sexual misconduct or sexual abuse when it never happened but because that that was on him and even it was proven not true he's still career ruined so there's so many different ways to get out of the league my way it was an injury off the field there could be injuries on the field However you process it, everyone's different. Everyone has different support systems, different variables. Like, was this your only option? In my case, it, I, I had a lot of options. But I was so caught up in not letting football go and my life without it and being confident without it that I my, my, all these options that I had dissipated and I couldn't even answer those calls. So until I got comfortable with football being over in my life, you know, in my, my self my love without it, and then I can move on. But everyone is different. And I don't think the length of my career, it's hard to say, it's hard to speculate, but uh, how it went down is how it went down.
0: Mm-hmm. That takes a lot to admit. And it's, I think, the biggest gap in sports now um, is that post, that transition period, post sport. Like you mentioned, like it doesn't matter. What the career looks like at some point, you transition out and you find that new identity, and I think there's a huge gap in coaching in the sense of no one's really telling you how that transitions to the the real world, so to speak. You know right. what I mean?
1: There's no, there's, there's. They try and prepare you anyway or shape. Or, there's no way to prepare for life after and because and you don't get it in college because you're too you're too busy learning um you know poly, political science mm-hmm. when you, you could be learning about the how to deal with your money or um but you have to be a business major to learn that so and you have to do all these prerequisites to get this degree so there's a lot of things that need, that need to change on the route to football to make it so that there's not such a shock value once it all, it's all over but at the same time you don't know, the commitment that goes with it and the pain that goes with losing that commitment is hard to is hard to escape because anything you commit that much to, whether you're prepared or not for it to be over, hurts. If you know that you and your girlfriend <coughs> or or you're in this relationship have a have an expiration date, have a ceiling, you, you won't commit as hard. You have to commit to like you know go all in. That's 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 how you get to the mountaintop. That is the NFL is to commit full wholeheartedly. And that's why when you give your whole heart, your whole everything, once it's over, it's like a bad breakup that you've had this 20-year, 25-year relationship with. And, you know, you can't please her anymore, so she moves on to something younger and, and faster. So, you know, it's it's a love affair. It's a love affair.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you have to, like you mentioned, you have to go all in on it, and you have to be okay with the result. You know, whether it's you make it to the league or don't make it to the league, the only way you can be really content with that is if you have gone all in. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I want to touch on your actual career itself when you played for the Lions. Rookie year. Walk me through that. Seven touchdowns in the season, you had three in one game, which is, you know, a feat that not too many people can, you know, say that they've, they've accomplished at that level. What was that mindset like kind of that first year?
1: Oh, i mean i was just i was undrafted and i knew i had to prove something so i kind of had my nose down and i had one goal in mind and nothing could stop me from it and the success that was had was hard fought was hard earned um nothing is deserved but i do believe that i got what i got the calls called for me because of what I was doing during practice and how I proved myself amongst the team was big names like Reggie Bush, Matt Stafford, um, Megatron, uh, you know, those guys, you know, so I'd made a name for myself and got, and got respected, Burleson on the team, um, guys that, uh, you know, garnered a lot of attention and I ended up getting attention because of that. Of, of the of the of the capable offense that it was but nevertheless i proved myself and it was awesome i scored touchdowns i had fun doing it the city of detroit you know embraced me with open arms because i would, i basically showed that i was having fun and that was my main thing it was like once the hard work was over once the, blue, the whistle blew once the, the the points were on the board you're going to know that I'm having the fucking most fucking fun on the whole field. Sorry, I don't know if, don't know if you can have curse words on your podcast. Go for it, man. Go for it. <laughs> no,
0: that's awesome. I um, I talked with another person that I had on this. I, I coach swimming myself, and I always preach to the kids, like, when it comes time to, like, the meet, like, just go out and, like, have some fun with it. Like, you don't have to be, like, super serious. That's no way to, like, you did all the work. Like, just enjoy it. I love how um, I think it, maybe it's your Twitter bio or your your Instagram bio with a three year NFL end zone dance veteran or however you worded it. I think that sums it up perfectly.
1: Yeah, that's what I was. I I got did little boogies when I was in, when I when I got the chance. Um, <laughs> didn't do much else. Got in the end zone, but that that was my claim to fame, and I'm sticking to it.
0: That was your go to moves. <laughs> yeah. How, is that hap- How did that kind of, in one sense, not carefree, but fun-having aspect help you out the most in your career?
1: Um, It was one of those things that uh, if things weren't, weren't going well at home or in school or with, with a girl or with whatever, football was my escape. Mm-hmm. Football was my therapy. Football was my way to get anger out, my way to... You know, hang out with the boys. I didn't have any brothers or sisters growing up, so I would, you know, I had cousins and close family, but like my brothers and my family, my close homies were always football players. So that was my catharsis. That was my way of dealing. And then uh, that was another reason why, when it was gone, it was hurtful because that was like, you know, my day to day, and that got removed. And I was like, okay, well, how do I function without? How do I succeed without? I can still work out, but now I'm work- working out, but like for what? So that was a whole a whole type of uh, journey as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, I want to touch on two things there. You mentioned being, it was your escape. Did you do anything kind of that allowed you to transition from that? Like personal life, Joe to like, all right, it's football time, Joe. Like we are, we're here for practice. We're here for the game. Whatever's going on outside of, you know, this field doesn't matter. Was there anything to help you?
1: Um, I had, I, I had developed a switch that I'd turned because I was a big, happy guy that, you know, in society, when a big giant walks into the room, people are attracted or scared or in fear. It's just a natural thing because then there's not a lot of us. I'm six foot eight. I understand that there's eyes looking at me whenever I walk into a room. So I usually had to smile a lot and you know there's times when I didn't want to smile but I had to smile so I wouldn't create this tension in the room or have people look at me differently I had to be very careful how I operated on a day-to-day basis because as soon as I step out of line <laughs> I get kicked out of college so nevertheless I'm 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 going through life like I am going through and when I get to the football field I get to be get to have this switch where I get to hurt people <laughs> and and I don't I don't have to I don't have to get in trouble, and then I also get to get to show off a skill set that I have. I get to be free. I'm running around. I'm smelling the grass. You know, I'm sweating. I'm in releasing endorphins. I, it this that was that was my that was my balance, and like that was my way. That was my therapy for you know sometimes when I wanted to wear a mask and wear a and be someone else during the day. I get to be myself in the football field.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important for athletes, especially young athletes, to learn, like, being able to make that transition. But you also touched on kind of the downside of it is, again, making that transition out of sport when you don't have that outlet anymore. It's it's challenging. You don't have those homies, those teammates that you hang out with and chill with for hours and hours to turn to anymore. Um I got to say I've I've been listening to the Figuring Out podcast that you run and like that came for me at the end of my swimming career and that was a huge help because it was cool to see for me someone else going through a difficult transition so to speak and I was it lined up perfectly when I was kind of in a sales job outside of college and I just took it because I was told, hey, you make a lot of money in sales. And I was like, well, that sounds good to me. Um, but your podcast really helped me realize like, oh, like I can figure it out and do stuff that like is for me. And yeah. if it's for me, that's what it's meant to be. What's figuring it out look like to you? What has helped you with that transition?
1: Um, It's it, like you just said, it. you just hit it on the nose. It's figuring out what serves you because if you really want to look at it from a mental aspect did I ever really choose football I have a I have a very early VHS video from the early 1990s where I'm a baby I can't even walk and my mom plays a football for me I, walk, I grew up every Sunday watching football my, my uncles Saturdays my uncles my uncle got drafted I played the NFL every Sunday We'd go to the games my my escape my vacations would be going to visit him in seattle watching the seahawks game going to the super bowl and in, and in, in, in tampa so the New doing the patriots game you know that was my world and some could argue that it wasn't my choice eventually it became my choice but was it ever my choice like uh one can say this for religion i was baptized at a young age and it was and catholicism was thrust upon me was it ever my choice to <laughs> to To believe in Jesus Christ, or was it something that was thrust upon me? So now, when you hit a certain age, when once the institutional education is not thrust upon you anymore, and you're in the real world and you can make your own decisions, um, I'm now a recovering Catholic. I believe in spirituality. I believe in the God, Jesus, guy, Christ. He was holy. He was great. But uh, there's some things that don't add up to me. Where this book, who is there's, so, there's so much, so much bad things surrounding it and so many hands that I've touched the cookie jar since the actual events happened. So think about that. And then you think about, oh, choosing football. And once once that was over, you you really look back on it at that time and be like, whoa, was it ever my choice? And then you you know, you look you're in the sales job and you're like, Well, well, does this serve me? Does doing this job serve me? Because I do not have to be a worker bee, and I was. That was one of my strengths. Is I knew that I could chase something, and as long as I didn't ever fucking give up, give up, it would eventually work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I thought the natural progression of things was to pursue the um, the radio, the TV gigs, the talking about sports. And You know what? That didn't serve me. It didn't get me out of bed in the morning. I didn't like my job. I didn't. I was good at it. But I didn't like it. I didn't like talking X's and O's and then talking up other people's accomplishments when it only reminded me of the ones that I didn't have or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know, what what have I always loved? Entertaining. What have I always loved? Movies. What was what were my 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 the actors? Will Smith, Robin, Robin Williams. You know, all these all these Jim Carrey, all these big guys were like my dad because I wanted to be like those guys because I didn't have a father growing up. Like that was like my. That was my lane. I just never really thought about it until, like, I became still more self-aware. And I was like, okay, well, this is my choice. If I'm not going to be at a desk or be in a job that I don't like when I know that I'm capable of doing so much more. So it's just believing in yourself, never, never giving up, and then making a plan, putting a plan in place and following it and taking action. So that's what I did. I've been in acting class for a year now, more than a year now this time is weird Hollywood would shut down but just as it was heating up before all this shut down I was getting auditions and stuff like that so it was just starting to come to fruition um, but you know what I, I would that was my choice this is my choice now and there was no one really that uh, thrust it upon me and that's that's a new wave of you know young adulthood learning through your 20s and experiencing and then be, you know becoming the real you and being super self-aware that you're comfortable all the choices, and you're honest, honest with yourself. That all the choices you make, you make, are now to serve yourself. To be, you know, obviously, be kind of others in the in the, in the realm, that realm as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I mean, super well said. <laughs> I can't really add anything to that. Um, how has that trans- I mean, obviously, it's tough with auditions and Hollywood being kind of slower at this point. Obviously, with everything going on. What was that looking like though before? Like, what did it feel good getting that traction? And you were starting to see some maybe doors opening up that were previously closed?
1: Yeah, it was just me getting, getting in front of casting directors and showing them that I'm this big guy that can be acting capable, get me in the door, fall in love with me, we'll, we'll make some magic. And that That's really all I want to do. I want to be all on the TV screen, but mm-hmm. I know that they're making so much stuff nowadays. Now, you know. Um, internet, I'm st- streaming, TV, and film is like up fifty-seven percent or something like that right now. So they're even though they're not uh, making stuff right now, they're planning to make stuff because everyone's going to be on these 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 sites and these these streaming platforms. So there's going to be more content being made. And I'm going to be honest; like, there's not a lot of people like myself, so I'm not going to go against <laughs> a lot of people. So if, if there's all this stuff being made, they're eventually going to need me. So <laughs> I that, that's my my outlook on it. You know, I'm just going to put the work in. To um, just be ready for whatever my name is called.
0: Yeah, I think you have definitely have the right outlook, and they definitely are the epitome of what is a growth mindset now of just trying to continually learn and grow and become a better actor, become a better person. What would your ideal role be uh, if you had any choice? What would it be right now? Oh man, I'd
1: love to be a superhero. <laughs> What's the well, superpower? I'd love to be. Oh man, I mean, I always thought I could be a good Shazam, but that's taken. But uh, I, I would have loved to be uh, some sort of superhero. All
0: right, give us your best movie pitch. We'll we'll make it happen. Might be, be low budget, right but <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll start
1: we'll start producing. We'll get into the drawing board.
0: Oh, no, that's awesome, man. Um, best of luck with kind of that transition. I'm really excited to to watch it kind of unfold for you. I think you have the right outlook here. If you could sum up what the athletic mindset kind of looks like to you, what would you say in just a few short short words or a sentence or two that looks like?
1: Mm. It's um, the athletic mindset is to believe in yourself, to believe in the impossible. It's never give up. And opportunity comes when, oh wait, what is it What is it called? It's called, uh, good luck happens when preparation and opportunity collide. Boom.
0: There you go. I think you found your superhero tagline there too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With great power. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Joe, I just want to take a minute, man, to just acknowledge you obviously for being a candid, open dude. Uh, you're making kind of success happen on your own terms, and I just love to see that in anyone. Where can those people listening here kind of keep up with that journey as you kind of redefine what success looks like for you now?
1: Cool. Well, party people, if you want to check me out on Instagram, I'm at Big Joe, my YouTube channel, Big Joe Fourier, and the figured out podcast on the believe network podcast network will be up and ready very soon hopefully once the pandemic slows down
0: awesome joe appreciate the time (sighs) i hope you all enjoyed that conversation with joe i love his message of taking responsibility of our actions and learning from them in life we inevitably will make mistakes but our response and in turn our responsibility in owning them is how we will be remembered if you haven't done so already Send this episode to a friend, family member, or teammate who could use a boost. Stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on Instagram at Athletic Mindset Podcast. And remember, if you can change your mindset and how you think, you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.